Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Um, Again, I know I tell you this, but there are so many other podcasts you could be listening to. And there are a lot of really good ones out there. I listen to lots of podcasts and people sometimes say, how do you find time to listen to podcasts? I'm like, I listen to them in chunks, (laughs) like like little bitty chunks, which is why we do three 20 minute chunks and not one one hour long episode because we found years ago that it's it's too hard for homeschool moms to listen to an, uh, an hour long episode. Um, typically. So, so we try to break it up to make it easier for you. And that's how I break up podcasts as well. Uh, But we are so thankful for you and really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. It is such a blessing to us. And we are so grateful just to know that you're on the other side of this camera and this microphone. And we really hope that it is a great blessing to you. Um, If you're getting ready for this new school year and you're trying to figure out a good math program that will be a blessing to you, try out CTC Math. Um, They are a great sponsor of this podcast. Um, And it's CTC Math and our other sponsors that allow us to even keep going with this podcast. And we're so thankful for them. So if you are looking for a great math program, um, this one is online. It's it's done for you. They actually teach math to your kids for you. So you don't have to do it yourself. Visit them at ctcmath.com. You can try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, uh, Dr. Brian Ray, thank you for coming back with me again today. Um, It's been such a, just an encouragement, an eye-opener, and a blessing to get to talk with you this week. Um, We talked a little bit about your research that you've done in homeschooling, and it's been a lot. It's been 39 years of research, which is incredible to me. Um, And you really are the leading expert when it comes to homeschooling research. There's no one else who has done what you've done, and I love that you do it with Jesus in mind. Like you always do it with that focus on what is God doing in the homeschool world and in and through homeschool families. Um, We talked about how homeschooled kids are doing well academically overall. You know, again, you've got those kids who they're not doing great, but you've got kids in every academic world, whether it's private school, public school, homeschool, who just don't do well academically. And you know what? Sometimes those kids just, it just doesn't really matter. Maybe they're going to go on to do something else that the Lord has for them. Not every kid is meant to be a scholar, right? Um, so we talked about that. Um, and we talked about why you and your wife, Betsy, chose to homeschool. And then we talked a little bit about the philosophy of home education. That's kind of what we um, ended on yesterday, um, on Wednesday. Do you have any more to add to the philosophy yes. of homeschool? <clears throat> yes. I, I said something at the end that I wanted to flip the question around for parents, especially those who profess to be Christians. When they say, well, I'm not sure I should homeschool or, or why would I homeschool? And I, I ask them, uh, let's flip it around and say, why would you send your child away from you and away sure. from home, you know, for six hours per day, maybe more on a bus ride and all that to be taught, trained and indoctrinated to people mm-hmm. by people who do not like the gospel. They do not like the good news right. of Jesus Christ. I even said something like hate Jesus. Well, remember, Jesus said you're either with me or you're against me, right? So I'm not making up stuff here, but I also wanted to say that it's important for everybody. I don't, I don't care whether right now listening is a, is a new ager or a secular humanist or a pagan or a Wiccan or a Christian or a Muslim or a Mormon or a Jew. It doesn't matter. All education, whether it's being done, you know, at a thing we call public school or at a thing we call private school or by homeschooling is the teaching, training, and indoctrination of children. 
that that is the truth and i know it really bothers people when i use the word indoctrination but all that means go look it up there are different definitions of indoctrination yeah. i'm not talking about under a bright white light you haven't been able to eat for 39 hours and they're keeping 120 mm -hmm. degrees in your cell your isolation so that's not what I'm, there's indoctrination just means putting in doctrine putting in propositions putting in concepts putting in principles into a child's heart and mind we all know yeah. that's what's being done in private schools we all know that's what's right. being done in public schools we all know that's what's being done in homeschooling so if you're a professing christian you are supposed to be doing that the biblical worldview yeah. with your children and regardless of whether you're a christian i'm glad that you're considering homeschooling because you see yeah parent-directed home-based education is a design by god it's not something that people in the last 35 years in america made up that's it's not just this fabricated idea and actually right a parent-directed home-based education improves our local communities it doesn't matter what your worldview is it improves our yeah. nations all over the country so yeah. i wanted to say that about it that it that it is a good thing for communities and societies regardless of the test scores you know I'm, yeah. I'm glad what you said about the test scores, Yvette. I mean, on average, statistically speaking, let's say your child is below average on a test. He or she would do even worse probably if in public school. So just keep that in mind. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about indoctrination and you gave a fantastic uh, definition of it. I want to actually read out of Webster's Dictionary. Um, the, the definition of indoctrination is this. It's teaching a doctrine, principle, or ideology, especially one with a specific point of view. And so you hit it right on the nail. I mean, that's exactly what our kids are being indoctrinated by somebody. Sure. I mean, every, it doesn't matter whether they're being indoctrinated by the public school, private yeah. school, social media, or their parents. Every child is being indoctrinated somewhere by someone. And so as their parents, we have to take that role on and say, okay, this is where indoctrination is going to happen in our kids' lives. It's going to happen in our home under the umbrella of God's word. And we are going to indoctrinate our kids. And and really, we're just training them up, right? As God has called us to do so. Um, and, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can do this. I know it's a scary thing. Um, it's scary for me. It's scary for pretty much every homeschool mom I've ever met. But uh, by God's grace, we can continue doing this. So, um, all right. So we've, we've talked about, again, you know, the academic achievement. Let's talk, you touched just a little bit on this, but I want to dig into this a little more about the social and emotional development of homeschool kids. What have you found with your research on that? You know, something you just said made me, I was, I was ready. You gave me a segue of it. You said it can be scary for parents to think about doing this homeschooling thing. And, and it, it, I, I don't think you meant this, but it could imply in people's head, I'm doing it all alone. No, you're not. Mm, you're right. not doing it all alone. If, you, if you're a human being, you are a social creature, right? And if you are a Christian, yeah. you're engaged in what we call a local church. And when you homeschool and you, you don't quit homeschooling, that means you never send them away to be indoctrinated by somebody else, or you decide to stop them being indoctrinated by somebody else and you bring them back home, you have all kinds of possibilities. You have what everybody knows right. now we call homeschool co-ops. And I don't even know if people know what that means. Cooperative. That's what it means. It's a right. cooperative. So you do things together. You have colleagues. Right. You collaborate. You have fun together. You know, you help each other cry on each other's shoulders. You give each other ideas. Uh, you maybe say, 
I hate math and I don't even want to learn math. So I'm going to have Susie Q in my co-op. She's going to teach the math class in our group. And then you have fun doing it together. So that that is my segue to the research on homeschooling. You know, the, the implication by the negative critics and the naysayers from 39 years ago till now is homeschool people hide in cellars in northern Idaho and they never interact with anybody. You know, it's it is so absolutely false. It's it's yeah. a tiny, tiny minority of homeschoolers who might do something like that. I'm not saying there are none, right. but it's a tiny minority. And even then, you know, hey, look, go back 180 years in American history. There were people who lived basically alone, a mom and a right. dad and maybe two, three, four, five, six children. And they maybe got to look see at the people. Ingalls family. Yeah. And they yeah. maybe got to see somebody once a week or once a month or whatever. They were law-abiding citizens. They learned how to read. They knew how to work hard. They knew how to be respectful. I mean, what in the more, what more do you want? I mean, what more do we get than that? Or do we even get that yeah. from right. half the graduates of public schools? Maybe not. Okay, so yeah. so we have the fact that, that homeschoolers interact with other people and they have a mom mm -hmm. and a dad. And I think a really, really key important thing for people to keep in mind here is that most of the time when children go to institutional schooling, they model much of the time after peers. So seven-year-olds seven -year are looking at seven-year-olds as their models. 12-year-olds right. are looking at 12-year-olds as their models. But what would we all say? Do you want your child to model after a mature, kind, hardworking adult or after a seven-year-old? You want them to model after the adult. You know, so we're all kind of messed up in our heads about what this whole peer interaction thing is about. There's no research. I've looked and looked and looked and looked. There's no research anywhere that shows children need to be with 25 other kids, plus or minus <laughs> 11 months their age, to turn out to be uh, how to read, knowing how to read, knowing how to ba do basic math, knowing how to be law abiding, uh, knowing how to keep the golden rule. There's no research like that. Right. And now we have the yeah. opposite. We have almost 40 years of research saying that when you look at homeschooled kids, they're doing better in terms of social and emotional development. They model yeah. after adults. They know how to interact with adults. They know how to interact with babies. Uh, they're respectful. They're kind. You know, I'm not saying they're all perfect. Nobody's saying that. But right. on average, they're doing better. Yeah, I agree. And I see that um, in a lot of ways. I'm going to I'm going to kind of twist this question a little bit for you, because I'm curious to know if you've done any research on this specifically. Um, I feel like kids in general, and, the, and I may be opening up a huge can of worms here. And if I am, just say, eh, we'll talk about that on another episode <laughs> and then we'll have it. to come back. Kids today, I think, as I'm watching my girls who are are both, you know, in the teen-ish years, um, one's closer to being an adult, one's just entering into her teen years. There are two things that I see that have really impacted them socially and emotionally. And I don't, this is not just homeschool related, this is kids related, is COVID and social media. Um, those two things I think have had a great impact on kids' um, emotions and their, you know, social anxiety, um, ability to socialize with other kids. Have you done any research um, on that end at all? And, and if so, what are you seeing? I've only reviewed research, not personal, you know, personally done research. But it's, it's fascinating you ask that. I just read today another set of statistics from the CDC, the federal government, 
not that I necessarily trust them, but anyway, the <laughs> de depression rates are completely gone out of, you know, off the charts. It's like at least yeah. 20 some percent of adults are depressed or more depressed. There's research that's very clear from the past year wow. that researchers have been doing about teens. The suicidal ideation is up statistically in the last few years. And it was already going up, it looks like. I mean, nobody, right. I don't think there's any way for anybody to make an argument that institutionalizing children in these places we call school, where most of us went, is improving their psychological health. No, I don't right. know where there's an argument for that. Uh, right. When you look at the government lockdowns and mask mandates and injection mandates and all that, and scaring the children and adults half to death that to even interact with people would make them sick. And I'm going to be careful here too. But it it has had a very negative effect. And many researchers yeah. are now admitting that the same things that they once called conspiracy theory are true. And so it's, it's yeah. not good at all. There's been a lot of that. And, yeah. and the social media event, we know from research that there's addiction, it's not health. It's it's negative to their social skills. So, yeah, I really would pray that parents. Here's the problem: even parents who profess to be Christians and who homeschool their children have to admit that they have been slowly boiled in the water, like that frog we all know yeah. about. And I'm guessing a large portion of people listening right now are way more on screen time and social media than they ever should be. They need to get off of it and get outside with their children, yeah. do things with their children. Not only do we have all that, I mean, you've got me on a roll here a bit. Not only do we have that, we have skyrocketing obesity rates. The majority of American young adults cannot even get into the military now because they're obese. It's just, it's wow. all of this is tied together. It's all tied together. And it's yeah. also tied into the fact that many parents including some watching, are more worried about what their children think than what they know is good for their children. So when they say, hey, Billy yeah. and Susie, get outside and you're going to go play for 15 minutes. I don't want to. Then the parents buckle to that. But they've got to say, you're yeah. going out. And then even better would be if the parents would go outside with them. But you've got me on yeah. the topic and there's a lot of negative impact, especially in the last yeah. few years from both government controls on those things we were just talking about and yeah. Children and parents spending way too much time sitting and looking at the screen. Yeah, and social media is, you're right on on all of that. Um, when I think about kids being in school, public or private, social media is one of the reasons now that we can add to the list of not having our kids in school because they are exposed to everything. There, there are no limits, you know, and, and I mean, teachers can try to take phones away. Administration can try to put lockdowns on them, whatever. It's never going to happen. It doesn't work. As long as kids have phones in their pockets um, and in their backpacks, all it takes is sneaking into the bathroom and pulling up some websites. And, you know, and, and even if they're not looking at anything inappropriate, it's just the addiction of all the kids standing around on their phones all day long. And so all the kids feel like they have to do that because it's what all their friends are doing. And you don't want to be the odd weird one out who's not on your phone. And so, I mean, it just is so destructive. And so yeah. you talk it's, about there's, weird there's, and socialized. There's research on it. Homeschoolers. There's research on it. It's harming them. Uh, it's harming yeah. them all the way through. So 
So homeschoolers, you have the option to not do that. And mom and dad, you have the option to be disciplined yourself. So when you all you know, get home at night and you say, hey, there's the basket over there. And if your children do have cell phones and mom and dad, your cell phone goes in the basket for a couple of hours together as a family. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Dr. Brian Ray. Um, there is so much good information uh, that you have, and, and I, I, I've loved this conversation. And we're, we're going over time, just so all y'alls know. We are going over time today uh, because I still have three things that I really want to tackle. And so um, we're going to go a little bit longer today, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, I want to talk about the success of the homeschooled kids now who are into their adulthood because. We've heard, of course, that, you know, there are adults who are like, oh, you know, I hated being homeschooled. It was a terrible thing for me. And then you've got adults who are like, I was homeschooled my whole life and it's been amazing. And you have definitely both ends of the spectrum. And then, of course, as homeschooled parents today, we worry about whether or not our kids will make it into adulthood successfully and what that will look like. And when I say successfully, um, I, I know Dr. Ray's heart is the same. I don't mean being able to get the best education with the best job so that they can make the most money and have the biggest house and the best vacations. I mean, success according to what God has called them to do. So talk a little bit about um, success of the homeschooled in adulthood now. Uh, that has been studied in, in many different ways. I've got to do a few of those studies and some others have done it. And so they range all the way from, okay, now you're an adult. Uh, how many how often are you depressed? Okay. Uh, how much are you into alcohol abuse? Uh, uh, how, if you went to college, what's your GPA? And did you finish college? Uh, you know, do you vote? Uh, do you trust the government? I mean, there's so many fascinating studies uh, about adults, but here's all of those together. When you put them all in one big, you know, pot, stir it up, get this one, 69% of peer reviewed studies on adults who are home educated show that they're doing better statistically than those who went to institutional schools. So in other words, the large majority of the studies say they're doing better. I mean, so what about the other 31% yeah. of the studies? Most of those say, hey, no difference in what we measured. So in other words, they're doing as well or better, less addiction to drugs, less depression, you know, less problems acting out toward other people, uh, doing better in college if they go to college. So that's that's just what we know so far. I mean, again, Yvette, everybody has to remember, this does not mean all people who are homeschooled are rocket right. scientists sure. who love life and never get <laughs> depressed. It doesn't mean that. But it just right. it does mean as a group, 
there's something about home education that is helping people yeah. more than other people. And and you yeah. you kind of mentioned something there for a minute about we have all these stories of, well, I was home educated. I hated it. Well, I was home educated. It's the best thing since sliced bread. Remember, those are just anecdotes. And now this is my experience. I'm going to tell you my experience. Most of the ones who say it was bad, they were raised by Christian parents. And they themselves now, these adults, are not Christians. Okay? They're, they're making complaints about the philosophy under which they were raised. Remember, mm-hmm. all the schools we said, whether they're public schooling, private school, or homeschooling, teach a philosophy to their children. And you know what? Right. Some of them, when they get older, reject that philosophy. Some people who were raised in right. public schools who were taught a secular, humanistic, evolutionistic, status, Marxist, LGBTQ philosophy, they reject that and they become Christians, right? Right. So you have the same thing with homeschooling. Yeah. But overall, yeah. if you look at it kind of from a, a researchy, quantitative, qualitative perspective, the home educated are doing better in adulthood. That's exciting news. Um, and and it, it brings hope, I think. I, I know for myself as a homeschool mom, um, that gives me a lot of hope. Um, let's talk really quickly about the changing demographics of the homeschool community, because you have seen it change drastically mm-hmm. in 39 years. I mean, we've seen the public school system change drastically but homeschooling, I think, has really changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that for a minute. At the beginning of the modern homeschool movement, there was a stereotype, and there's always a little bit of truth to a stereotype, right? Homeschoolers were either sure. kind of like left-wing, hippie, wear Birkenstocks, move to the country, blow up your TV, and raise a goat. You know, That was one stereotype. <laughs> or they were more like right-wing, white, Christian, fundamentalist, Bible thumpers. All right, so... Mm-hmm. Those stereotypes are not exactly true, but there was some truth to it. There was always the variety, but keep in mind, there was always the variety. So what we've seen over the last 35 to 40 years, the variety is there and it's just increasing. So whereas, you know, maybe 20, I'm just going to make up numbers here. Maybe 20 years ago, you would not have found online. Well, there wasn't so much online, but anyway, you, you would not have found a Wiccan homeschool group or you would not have found a naturist homeschool group. Now you can find almost everything online. You can find almost everything online in terms of philosophy. Why do I mention philosophy? Because Mm -hmm. the philosophy drives almost everything, right? So the philosophy drives what kind of curriculum you choose and how you choose. Sure, sure. It goes back to indoctrination. Sure. And and remember, we've, we've had John Holt was one of the first people promoting what we call homeschooling today. And he talked about unschooling. We've had that for 40 years, right? I mean, that's that's a right. big difference from structured school at home. So we've had all these varieties. Uh, another significant change we've seen is that many more people from uh, different ethnicities are homeschooling or different skin colors, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Way more of that than we saw before. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. It did look very white Anglo before, and now it does not anymore. I mean, homeschooling has yeah. grown tremendously, especially in the last yeah, five very years. very diverse amongst black yep. families and African-Americans and Hispanics are coming. Most people don't even talk yeah. about it. down When you go to the Southwest and you speak at a homeschool conference in the Southwest, people don't even specify Hispanic or not. They're just there. You know, it's, it's interesting. Right. I mean, it tells you something about our culture, but anyway, uh, yeah. so we've seen changes in that. Uh, we've seen a, a big variety in what's available to people online. So that kind of alters what people do and how they do it. Uh, we see, right. There's just a lot of changes, many, many, many changes. Yeah, many good changes. Some not so exciting, not so not so good. But I think overall the changes have been really good. And I think from you know personally, 
the change that I think is the most exciting is the acceptance of homeschooling is -hmm. that people no longer look at homeschoolers and are like, what you're doing, Mm -hmm. what you're teaching Mm -hmm. your kids at home. I mean, I'm out with my kids all the time. And, and this is our 13th year of homeschooling. And we lived in Southern California and always, I mean, since my girls were in kindergarten, we always have made our way out into the grocery store and, you know, the library, wherever we just have done life. And we've had a couple people give us funny looks, you know, Oh, are you girls out of school today? And they'll say, no, we're homeschooling. Oh, okay. But not so much anymore. I mean, it is just so widely accepted and not even just accepted. It's celebrated. I think more and more parents and more and more people, I should say, Mm -hmm. are opening up their eyes to what's happening in the public schools. And they're going, Oh, and, and almost always they say, Oh, I have a neighbor who homeschools or my niece homeschools or my daughter homeschools. And, you know, it's like, they're excited to, to, know someone else who's part of this club, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's really cool. Um, all right. I want to end with one question um, that this, this is kind of a, um, a tough topic. Um, and I don't want to park too long here, but I think that it needs to be addressed. And I think in your research, you've, you have um, tackled this a little bit and people will talk about child abuse and neglect um, in homeschool families. And of course, you'll hear stories about these kids, which, you know, it's so heartbreaking. They have been terribly abused and the parents will state, oh, well, we homeschooled them because people always ask the question, well, why weren't they in school? Why didn't anybody notice that these kids were being chained up or locked up or, you know, neglected, uh, malnourished, whatever. And they put that homeschool label on them. And of course, kids who are in institutional school, you know, there's lots of child abuse that goes on there too. Have you done specific research when it comes to the area of child abuse and neglect of institutionally schooled kids versus homeschooled kids? Yes. It's a study that I've been thinking about doing for probably at least 10 years of it. And finally, uh, a couple of years ago, we we got on it and uh, people like people watching right now gave us money to support the study. Uh, Before we get into that, because I know we got to go fast. First of all, Yes, in public school families, homeschool families, and private school families, sometimes parents do evil things, and yeah. it's evil and it's bad. So let's just get that off, yes. you know, on the table and off the table. Yes. So no one's excusing that ever. Right. Now, no, we want no justification to know, for it ever. Yeah, we wanted to know from a quantitative perspective and, help, and to help an honest discussion for policy and law. Okay, so mm-hmm. is there any difference? Because we've had... We've had people, including professors, just throw out wild claims that homeschoolers, right. you know, disproportionately, either disproportionately abuse their children or it's a way to really, really hide it, you know, that kind of thing. So we really right. want to know about that. And uh, so my colleague and I, Dr. Denise Shaquille, uh, worked on this. We started collecting data and we finally yay, got it done and published it in a peer reviewed journal last uh, fall. Uh, you can find it, and it's oh, posted. Wow, okay. It's posted online, and it's uh, open access, which okay. means anybody can read it. You don't have to pay forty dollars to read the article, which is wonderful. And nice. so this is what we found: two big, major findings. So we compared. So we're we're our subjects are adults, okay, and they're looking back at growing up. And there are a lot of reasons for doing it mm-hmm. that way. It's extremely difficult to query minors about this kind of thing. So we worked with adults and told us. They told us what happened to them growing up. Uh, first major finding, when you statistically put into the model demographics like 
parent education level, you know, family income, uh, how many years children had been or not been in foster care, ethnicity, race, all those things. When you put those in, like you should do in most any study, no significant difference between those who were institutionally schooled and those who were homeschooled in terms of abuse and neglect growing up. No significant difference. Hmm. Now, we'll come back to that. Second major finding for the no significantly different amount of abuse that had been perpetrated on those who were homeschooled. So remember, no significant difference, homeschooled versus institutionalized. For those who right. were homeschooled, it was not being done, the evil things, by their parents in the home. It was being done to them outside the home at places like schools or museums or sports or those kinds of things. So that's mm. the second major of two major findings of the study. So what does that mean? You know, people who wanted homeschooling to look good were a little disappointed. And people who wanted institutional schooling to look good were kind of disappointed. No significant difference. And then mm. for that, which was happening to those who were homeschooled, that was actually a positive finding that it was not happening at home. It was happening outside the home. So that's really a big deal. It doesn't sound like the end of the world kind of study, but it's a big deal because it's the opposite sure. of what a lot of negative critics were claiming without evidence. Sure. So, you know, first of all, you know, we, we presume in America that people are innocent until they're found mm -hmm. guilty. And the biblical role of government is to punish evildoers. It's not to try to catch somebody who might do something wrong. It, we just don't right. work that way. So the people who want to right. control homeschooling thinking maybe it'll do better for life, I mean, they're wrong in terms of constitutional philosophy and they're wrong in terms mm -hmm. of biblical philosophy. Secondly, now we have concrete evidence that there's no problem. There's no problem to try to solve. So quit making these claims, you know, against homeschoolers. So that's the sure. study in a nutshell. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for doing that study and for sharing that. Is that on your website? Yes. You, you go again. We got a okay. main uh, research fact page and you'll scroll down a little bit and you'll see a couple of things about abuse and neglect. You'll find it. Okay. We will put a link to your website. Again, it's N-H-E-R-I. It's the National Home Education Research Institute, NARI, as Dr. Ray calls it. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes so you guys can easily find that and look at lots of his different studies on home education and uh, you know what, what's going on in the world of homeschooling. So um, Dr. Ray, thank you so, so much for being with us this week. You are a wealth of information and knowledge and research. And I am truly grateful and honored to have you with me this week. Um, I'm really thankful for the research that you've done and that you continue to do to uh, just open up people's eyes to the wonderful world of homeschooling, um, which is really the wonderful world of discipleship, because that's what it is. Um, homeschooling is discipleship. So thank you for sharing your heart with us. And um, and just for what you do, you know, it's so interesting looking at all of your credentials. You could... I'm sure be out doing something, making a ton of money, and <laughs> you have answered the call that God has put before you um, to do this. And this is your full-time ministry. So thank you for the sacrifices that you have made and that uh, your wife, Betsy, has made alongside of you. We are so grateful for you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we are so thankful for you as well. We love you. If there's a way we can be praying for you, please let us know. You can always send us an email at podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. 
If you would like to support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, you are more than welcome and encouraged to do that. You could go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. You can click the donate button there, um, or you can uh, go to our store and look at all of our super cool merchandise that we have. And that also helps to support the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked as well. And you can get some cool swag out of it. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe and share. And at the very end of this episode, stay tuned because we're going to give you a sneak peek into what we've got coming up next week. Have a great day. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com rocked. What I hear a lot from people is, well, if I homeschool, it's going to drive us all crazy. Like, you know, I'm going to drive my kids crazy. My kids are going to drive me crazy. They're going to drive each other crazy. And that's a very common thing. And it happens. It will. I will sure. just tell you, yes, <laughs> that's going to happen. But really, it comes back to parenting. It's calling you to get on top of some different parenting issues that you probably have going on. And that's really important because I think it's easy to say, well, I'll just have the school take care of it. 